Are we washcloth people or not washcloth people? Because this is another big one. Like in the shower? Like in the shower? In the shower. You know, okay. I recently returned to washcloths after a long time away uh, having an affair with a poof. <laughs> um, but don't you think the poof is just a breeding ground for like what's in that center of? That I, I hear you. I feel like I hear you. It's a big knot no, of I just know. disease. It's just the nucleus. Of yes, it just germs. holds all of it, so it looks no. pretty on the outside. But that hard thing in the inside is you. just holding bacteria. So there's seven washcloths in your laundry yeah, bag. Normally, yeah. Sometimes wow. more if I shower twice. In the wow, day. one and done. Yeah, but they're tiny, like they're little squares. You get what them at the dollar your store. What about your regular towels? The towels I'll use multiple times. I now let what, them dry. Now why are towels Because I feel standard. like you're really getting in the crevices <laughs> with, the, with the washcloth. All right, so everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's the Thanksgiving week. I know. It's early this year. Episode of the broadcast podcast. To quote that horrible J-Lo movie, the name of which escapes me, it was her and Ben Affleck, and she's trying to get him to give oral Gigli? sex. Yes. Gigli. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> is that what a great is that really way. a scene? Yes, I'm yeah. not even kidding. Oh that is a God. scene. That was a terrible movie. Horrifying. I remember it got panned. Yes. And they were dating at the time. Yes, they were. Anyway. <laughs> what a great way to get started. Anyway, so uh, it is Thanksgiving week. The broads have come together. We've got Gabrielle. We've got Amanda. And we've got Sarah. Hey, hello. So, um... Interestingly, Sarah and I were at a at a, a thing the other day, and Sarah was like, "We should do a podcast instead of on what we're thankful for. Let's talk about the things we take for granted, which mm-hmm. obviously are those things that we never take note of. We just live our lives, and those are the things happening around us." So, Sarah, if I mean it was your concept, so why don't you? I mean, why don't you get started? Like, is there something? Is there something? that you've taken for granted in life that you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I think that the holidays uh, are a time in which we think about our childhoods a lot, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was remembering, um, when I was a kid, our our table was a place in which we discussed things where it was just understood. You were going to talk about stuff. You were going to give your opinions. My dad and I would throw food at each other if we hated each other's opinions. Um, but it was understood that you you needed to contribute to the conversation. And if there were times in which I was kind of in a grumpy mood or I didn't want to talk, my dad would be like, what's wrong with you, kid? You on the rag or something? Come on, give us something here. So our house was always a place for conversation. And I remember the first time I went to, you know, the first time you go to a friend's house and you see how other people live, mm-hmm. it's always quite an eye-opener. And uh, I went to, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say her name, but I went to a friend's house and we're having dinner and I was shocked because it was stone cold silence because they were terrified of the man of the house. Mm-hmm. He, he, he sat there stone faced and, and it was just the sound of cutlery against the plates. Oh. Nobody talked. And, and the women were really scared of this man. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, wow, I had no idea that I should be grateful for, for, for just that I get to talk, for mm-hmm. that I, I get to express my opinions. It mm-hmm. never occurred to me that not all families are like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I, I thought of with this, you know, what are you grateful for? It's like, yeah. well, or pardon me, what did you take for granted? Mm-hmm. I just, that floored me. It threw me for such a loop. I, I don't know if you've been to somebody's house and, and been like, oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know people lived like that. That's yeah. awful. So yeah. 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 Yes. Wow. 
But anyway, but the point is, on a happier note, just yeah. that I am grateful that, you know, because of that, I'm here talking to you broads, mm-hmm. and I write, and I believe that my ideas are worth listening to because my parents, of course, raised me to um, to, to respect and appreciate the value of conversation and debate and all that kind of stuff. So that was not something I understood, and it's something I definitely took for granted until I went to somebody else's house, and I saw this horrible stone silence, you know, just the sound of cutlery on the plate. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine really? that. Yes. Wow. I really can't. I mean, how bizarre. The only time that I eat silently is when I eat by myself. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And even, then even I then. talk to myself. Yeah, I totally talk to my dog, and yeah. yeah, the TV's going, and I mean, I can't, I, I can't imagine being in a group of people and not talking over dinner. I mean, yeah. it's the whole reason to Or come feeling together. comfortable to give your opinion or just be yeah. honest. And, yeah, like, yeah. that's why you're there. That's part of what brings people together. It's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I don't know. That's that's too ter- That's so fifties. I guess <laughs> that's terrifying. But that's the man of the house. But you learn stuff when you go to other people's homes and how they live. I mean, mm-hmm. we we don't know how all of you know other people have grown up mm-hmm. and what they've been through. And yeah. it's it's interesting how it how it does kind of develop your character and and the things that you you value. Yes, and you're grateful for. Or yeah. take for granted. <laughs> well, and it's interesting the degree to which that we all kind of consider the way that we are growing up in our home to be the way the world works. Right. And then you go, it can be the smallest thing at yeah. somebody else's house, and you're like, oh, uh, you do that, huh? Mm-hmm. I guess that's <laughs> that's a way you could do it, I guess. Uh, you use uh, paper towels as napkins. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> Is something wrong about that? Yeah. You know, no, there's nothing wrong with it, and t- unless you're Oops. like somebody who's really invested in the napkin yeah. situation, yeah. and then you're like, where even am I? Should I go home? <laughs> Who are these people? Speaking of, are we washcloth people or not washcloth people? Because this is another big one. Like in the shower? Like in the shower? In the shower. You know, okay. I recently returned to washcloths after a long time away uh, having an affair with the poof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel, I think I felt like uh, not using a washcloth was a form of rebellion for me because my mom was so washcloth washcloth oriented and was so like anal about how often we would switch the washcloths. Anal indeed. Anal indeed, I know. But don't you think the poof is just a breeding ground for like, what's in that center of that I I hear you. I feel like it's a big knot of just disease. It's just the nucleus of Yes, it just holds all of it. So it looks pretty on the outside, but that hard thing on the inside is just holding bacteria. That's definitely throwing my poof out right away. That's part of why I went back. That's part of why I went back. It was definitely partly that. I was also noticing that I was getting really, um, uh, how do I want to say? I I was just getting really uh, fast and loose with when I would replace the poof and it would start to almost stretch (laughs) out. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> That's why I do, like, I do the washcloth. been through? How long because been after I use it once, I wash it. What? But this, Wait. This is Wait. why, though. This once? is. I have a theory. This it's like a Neutrogena face wipe. Well, I think once something has been down there, it should not be hung out to dry and then used again. Like I think a normal dry towel is one thing, but what wow. I do is I don't get the fancy. Go to the fancy store to get the washcloth. I go to the dollar store and you get a massive pack and uh-huh. it's like like a Brillo pad. They're like really dried so, out pieces of fabric, but it's from the dollar store and uh-huh. you get a, a pack of 10 and I have two of them. And so I have 20 in a cabinet and they're so thin. Use them once, you wash them. Okay. So you wash. <laughs> wow. I so let them dry. Laundry, and then I wash no, them. No, of course. Because, yeah, yeah, they've the done their service. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah. We're going to, you know, let you dry with dignity yeah. and then wash. You're going to conmori. But I mean, yeah, you're like, um, <laughs> but... But 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 in your laundry, there's upward. How often do you do laundry? Once a week. 
So there's seven washcloths in your laundry yeah. bag. Normally, yeah. Sometimes wow. more if I shower twice. In the wow, day. one and done. Yeah, but they're tiny. Like, they're little squares. You what about your towels? Store. What about your regular towels? The towels I'll use multiple times. I now let what, them dry. Now, why are towels held to a different standard? Because I feel like you're really getting in the crevices. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the washcloth. You know what I mean? Like, you're really... Wait, you're not getting in there with the No, towel. because with the washcloth, you're, like, scrubbing. You're doing multiple right. passes. Like, where okay. a towel is, like, you dry, you release. Like, you know, it, it soaks it I up really quickly. Like, well, well, no, I'll do it quickly, but, like, you know, a lot of kind of air dries in the crevices. Like, Interesting. But okay. I think with the washcloth, you're, like, digging. No, I, I kind of dig with both, but okay, I you respect know? your point of view. Anyway. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving. You kind of just, like, floss it I've through. taken for granted the aggression you can have with washcloths. <laughs> like, really body. clean. Poop, like, apparently I haven't gotten to all I of I feel the like now, I, I mean, the, the answer is now I'm washcloths, but I feel like I'm disrespecting my washcloths after talking to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, to each their own. I'm the like, opposite. I put them through a week of service. Okay, no. Yeah. Can't do that. No, no, I know you can't, obviously. <laughs> can't do that. I mean, now I have to reconsider... Now I have to rethink everything, I think. Amanda's re- reconsidering this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've revealed way too much of myself already. Well, all right. Okay, my right, well, yeah, things so, I take um, for granted. Okay. Well, now that we've heard Amanda's and her, Amanda and her washcloth. <laughs> Riveting story. Yeah. Um, so I have two. I've been thinking about it since, oh, okay. yeah, for like a day now. Since um, I emailed you? Yes. I have one that's a holiday one, and then I have an everyday one. Okay. okay. So my holiday one is... I feel like um, I was hearing someone recently talking about their Thanksgiving plans and like what they were going to do and what they were going to make and they're going to try this new recipe and they may be going to the uncle's house this year. And what I've realized is I've taken for granted like the tiny little traditions that are not important, but when you think about them are important Mm -hmm. that I've done every single Thanksgiving since I was born that my mother does. Mm -hmm. She's the one that plants it. So I know on Thanksgiving day I fly in and I know that she is already heating up stuff by 10 a.m. I know that the family gets there at 11.30. I know at noon she starts putting the hot plates out. I know we eat at 1. You know, like, mm-hmm. I know that there's, mm-hmm. like, a schedule that goes into place. It's, and, and what we cook is the same exact stuff. Mm-hmm. So my aunt always brings the spinach casserole. Mm-hmm. My other aunt always brings the yams. Like, it's the mm-hmm. same recipes that we've had for 40 years. Hold up. You're calling them yams, and you're from the South? Sweet potatoes. Okay, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> Sweet right. potatoes. If she calls them yams, she should be honest about what she calls yeah. them. Yeah, but it's those little traditions that you don't realize even is a tradition, and mm-hmm. then you hear other people say things, and I'm like, well, of course I'm going home for Thanksgiving, and you know, my mom heats stuff up starting at 10, and it goes out at 11.30, and like these little traditions that I think mm-hmm. aren't important, but once they're gone... You know, I'll be very sad about those traditions being gone. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is the day after Thanksgiving, we have a tradition where we put the Christmas tree up as a family. Mm -hmm. You know, so we put it up and we decorate all day and we listen to Christmas music. But my mom started this tradition that I've only, as I've gotten older, have, I've appreciated it where every year I have a bulb that represents that year Mm -hmm. on the Christmas tree. So we've gotten to the point now where there are 40 Christmas bulbs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that represent my life on this Christmas tree, which is really fun now. Like, one was when we went to Disney World, so we got a mm-hmm. Disney World bulb. When I moved to New York, I got a New York bulb. So it's really fun now with the family because we sit and put them up, and granted, it's a lot about me, which is somewhat embarrassing, <laughs> but I'm an only yeah, child. the whole tree? No, I'm an only child. 40 bulbs is a lot of That's bulbs. That's the thing. I'm but pretty much the entire tree. the washcloth every, every day. <laughs> That's my so. mom taught me right. So um, we should be focused on <laughs> But I have to say, it's really nice to, like, go through because it's my entire history on a tree. 
tree that my mother has done for me, you know? So, and she always goes, when I die, you're going to get the bulbs, you know? But it's a really nice little tradition. So that's what I like. I'm really grateful to my mother for putting in place all these little traditions that I didn't even realize were important to me. But Mm -hmm. now if they were taken away, I'd be devastated. Right. Now, my daily thing that I take for granted that I recently came up with the snow that hit New York City, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've lived in New York City the whole time I've been here. And I think I take for granted my commute Mm. because I leave my apartment 12 minutes before I have to be at the office. Oh my God. And I walk and I'm there in 12 minutes and I can listen to a podcast or listen to music or whatever I want. And it's a delightful walk. The broadcast podcast. It could be that one. (laughs) Um, Or even in the snow or the rain, I just put on my snow pants over my dress and I Mm -hmm. walk in snow pants. But I, I, I really realize like how amazing that is and how a lot of people don't have that gift to walk oh, to work yeah. in 12 minutes when I know my mom has a commute that's an hour and 10 minutes, I think, mm. something like that, mm-hmm. driving. Or when people, my friends that come into the city from Connecticut or mm-hmm. Philadelphia or New Jersey, you know. Yeah. So I think I take my commute for granted. So I'm going to appreciate it on Monday yeah. when I go Good into work you. and I walk to work. Very nice. Yeah. I think in the people- snow. In the snow, which I love, actually. It makes it, oh. it makes it like, you know, I feel like I'm American Ninja Warrior, you know, when it's like when the snow piles are up on the sides you of the street, over and then my snow boots and my snow pants with a dress like underneath, and I'm like, okay, if I parkour off that ice block, <laughs> and then by this car bumper, I can make it to this part of the street. So it's like a, a fun adventure. And then you get to the wall. And then I get to the wall, and I jump over this way. And then they get to work work and hit the buzzer. Yeah, exactly. Well, And I think that the city becomes at its best in the snow and also shows itself uh, very well in in the snow. I remember um, a couple years back, there was a really big snowstorm, and... um, and in particular, there was this moment. So, I mean, it was just a, it was a goddamn mess. And there was this little old lady who was trying to cross the snowy, icy street with her um, grocery cart. And I knew her from the neighborhood. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew her, just put it that way. Anyway, so <laughs> literally five people were stopping, stopping traffic yeah. and, and helping her. And, 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 she, and she, she got through and she said, ah, Fuck all of you. <laughs> I said, yep, yep, I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew, but it's too nice. <laughs> it was so good to happen. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just, I loved it though. And, and, and the yeah. thing is, we all laughed and we all enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was part of the snow experience. Yeah. But uh, that, that's, but people do, they help each other in the yeah. snow. I've, I've been helped Definitely. up in the snow drift and, yeah. and so forth. So okay. how about you, baby? Yep. Gosh, I'm sure I take so much for granted. Uh, the two that I was thinking of to talk about first here are, um, I was thinking about sort of in the holiday mindset, the way that you all have talked about as well. And I think something that made me laugh at the degree to which I take it for granted is just like how, um, like to, to your point, like the specific types of traditions that you expect from your holiday Mm -hmm. and how like you only discover how I only discover how attached I am to them. If one of them gets changed yes. even mm-hmm. slightly. So for me, it is, um, it's not Thanksgiving, but it is our Christmas Eve dinner. It is usually, it's a lot of different kinds of food, but the main, the thing that we always look forward to having is like the appetizer, which is always shrimp and clams with paprika. It's like a Spanish dish and it's a specific, like they're 
not little neck clams, but they're like smaller clams. And so when my parents were the ones to host Christmas, they would always make it and it was in their home. So that was fine. They would go, they would have to get a head count really ahead of time. So no, because we have to get the clams. So we have to know how many <laughs> clams to get. We have to go to Seabra. So it has to happen on Monday. Okay. Because you know, by Wednesday it's a mess. So you're like, okay, let me just give you a head count. You know, you're I'm coming. This person's coming. Um, and then when my aunt and uncle started hosting in Pennsylvania, they would bring the clams from New Jersey still because you can't get those clams in Pennsylvania. Uh, and they would also bring specific bread. It was from Portuguese bakery. You can't get that in Pennsylvania. So, I mean, you can, but not where my aunt and uncle lived. So it was just like, uh, that was fine. But then eventually there was one year and I don't remember how old I was and I don't even know what spurred this, but, um, but my mom was just very offhandedly talking to me on the phone and she's like, so yeah, I think this year Tia wants to do like a shrimp and rice. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? Like, I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, is that like before the shrimp and clams or after? And she's like, no, like, like instead. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Why would you do that? Is something wrong with the clams? Yeah. Did you, can you not, can you not, can you not afford it? Like yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, do you need help? And she was like, no, I just, you know, I think she wants to do it. She feels really strongly about it. And I was like, absolutely not. And we got so angry about it. And uh, they went through with it. And man, did we complain. I mean, <laughs> like we, I, I, I'm usually not someone to scoff at anybody's cooking. I'm like, thanks for having me. You're cooking yeah. for me. Like, I'm very grateful. But we were just very much like me, my younger sister and my younger cousin were like, what is this? I know. This is dry. This is, you know, like the, I got the bottom rice that got stuck and burned at the bottom of the pot. Are you kidding me? You know, Koreans actually really love it. I mean, we kind of love it too. Yeah. But it was the principle. Yeah. I was like, you know who doesn't do this? Clams. <laughs> Shrimp and clams with the nice bread that you get to, you know, because it's like the clams release a brine and then that gets mixed into the, you know, it's a really simple dish, but I was just very like, what the fuck is this? Who are you people? I know. You don't even realize you care about tradition. I didn't until, even care. Who I know. Cares about shrimp and clams until they're not there. I, until they're not there. I know. And then you're like, I don't even know. I don't, like, what, no, what do we even thing. do now? It's a thing with my family, you know? Yeah, I understand it. So it's it's the most ridiculous. I guess it it's probably goes on with a, long, a lot of other things in your life. Like, they become part of your routine. They become part of your... And they're then, consequently, they become part of your expectations. And then it's it's only when they're not there anymore yeah. that you even notice they exist. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. It was even weird when the... Um, at our house, do you ever have the kids' table? No. Nope. At your yeah. Thanksgiving? Who doesn't have the kids' table? Yeah. I remember the first year that we didn't have a kids' table because yeah. we were all grown up, but a lot of the people were in college or now were married to other people and had to go to their Thanksgivings with yeah. their spouses, mm -hmm. and there was no need for a kids' table, and mm -hmm. it was just very strange. Like, it was almost upsetting to me of yeah. like, wait, I'm not at the kids' table? Yes, I'm 32, but like, I should be <laughs> yeah. at the kids' table. But where like, is it? Why doesn't even... That yeah. is a new generation, you know, but... No, no, I understand. Uh, similarly, like just the little things, um, I think that change your relationship with your friends or how often you can be in contact with your friends. Like mm -hmm. whether it be like a friend of mine, uh, got a job recently where that doesn't allow her to be on G chat every day, mm -hmm. but she was like my daily G chat person. And I just talk to her a lot less frequently now. And it's mm -hmm. so ridiculous how small of a change that can be, but like how much I miss being able to talk to her every day. And like, I haven't even done that with you, Sandy, like you're one of my other regular G chat people. And I got laid off a few weeks ago and I just haven't been regularly on Gchat and mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh man, that's a real disruption in my little routine. Or 
Uh, my sister moved to Long Island, so now we're having thanks like Thanksgiving is usually at her place, and uh, that just means that my friends who come back to my hometown, who are Portuguese, and they have like an eight course Thanksgiving dinner, mm. Mm. Um, and used to come essentially for like respite to my house between before the goat course. <laughs> Um, would they can't do that any? They would come essentially just be like, Let, let's just get a break from our family, come give you a break from your family, and also give us like an hour and a half to digest what we've eaten so far before we actually go back and have like three more courses. <laughs> eat more, yeah, and eat more. Um, and now they can't do that anymore because I'm not, we're not there, you know what I mean? And so, but they'll still text me every day to be like, You coming home for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna be there. Can you hang out? Okay, but then can we hang out Friday? Can we hang out Saturday? So, again, it's these little things that you establish for yourself that you don't realize mean a lot to you all the time. Or like, mm-hmm. you know it in the moment, but you don't realize how you've come to depend on it kind of emotionally. Yes. Until they're, they even, sometimes they're gone and sometimes they change just a little bit and that's enough to really just blow up your your sense of stability a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's kind of fascinating. Anyway, I so think those that's are mine. True. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn? It yeah. is your there turn. More, I have more to... superficial ones, but I can bring those in later. But uh, I was thinking about this, and and I was thinking about how, like I was walking around the city and going, "What do I take for granted?" And it's funny. I th- actually think I've taken for granted living in this city oh, 100%. a lot of times. I think we all do because uh, because I moved here kind of. You know, I moved here for school. And I was kind of determined to not live here. I don't know. I just didn't want to live in New York. By the way, I like sirens I, going past sirens. as you're talking yeah. about it. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm like, and I take for granted the shut up. <laughs> Damn it. God, this city. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. Um, <laughs> son of a. All right, all right. We'll let you go you're first. You're proving your point, New York City. I've taken for granted the siren. No, I haven't. <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> Sandy totally arranged for this, by the way. <laughs> Cue the sirens. Yeah. Uh, now I'm hot and mad. <laughs> Good, you're a New Yorker. <laughs> I am. But no, I, uh, for a long time, I was a little bit like, I was, you know, getting your bearings in the city is not easy in, mm-hmm. in the first couple of years. Like, you get out of the subway, you don't know which way you're going, you mm-hmm. know. Just random things that kind of stress you out. Mm-hmm. And I would always just curse the city and just be like, this freaking city, as we pop a beer. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a canned rosé. It's classier. It's a rosé. <laughs> it's, it's a, 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 a beer, bitches. Thank you very much. We are simpler wines, yeah. rosé drinking people. Sponsorship, please. Um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. I think for a long time I took advantage, I mean, took for granted... Um, the city because it it frustrated me so much it it gave me so much stress mm. yeah. but i also love taking pictures mm-hmm. and there's no better place to take pictures than in the city and i learned that from graduate school and then i learned that you know as the iphone age evolved i always had a camera with me mm-hmm. and so i i think it has helped me um really focus on what's so great about living here or taking a moment in our crazy busy lives working in the media we can work for 12 hours every day 13 four, who knows um we don't know from day to day and so i think if i'm walking and it just happens to be a beautiful day and the clouds are doing their thing and you know birds are chirping and whatever there's all kinds of chaos going around me but i'll make sure to look up or i'll make sure to look around mm-hmm. and look for the photos and look for the the beauty of what is the chaos around me. Mm -hmm. And actually it just becomes that much more interesting. It's like, oh my God, I was like sweating, carrying 12 bags and I was 15 minutes late to work, but I stopped and I got this great picture of 
whatever it might be. I, I tend to like to take pictures in puddles. I, mm-hmm. an adorable dog looking at me funny or, you know, or the way that the way that people are commuting to work, the way that people mm-hmm. are rushing across mm-hmm. crosswalks and they have no idea how cool they look, mm-hmm. but they're just angry and they're mad and they're late or whatever. But so I think I've taken for granted for a long time, like how cool it is to live here and how uh, amazingly visual it is to live here. Mm-hmm. And so I think in, in some ways I've taken it for taken it for granted, but I flipped it around mm-hmm. and I feel like, in a, I mean, I still get angry sometimes about living here, but um, it's helped me take for take it for granted less so that's my story that's good. Uh, yeah can I say off of that a good friend of mine yeah. uh, named Jennifer she started this thing a couple of years ago she felt the same way she's like everybody's just looking ahead running down the street busy busy lives and she started to look up at the buildings mm-hmm. around her and across from her and started photographing them mm-hmm. because you don't realize when you look up like how some of the beautiful architecture is of these yeah. old mm-hmm. buildings in New York City and some have like the little gargoyles or the little demon things sticking out yep. you know, on the sides mm-hmm. or just the old windows, you know, mm-hmm. or pre, the, the pre-war buildings. Or the, the big stars windows that are holding and, the wall yeah, to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, that's what she did. And she was oh. photographing for a long time like the sides of buildings. And I'd be like, where is that? And she's like, oh, it's right on the west side. Oh, like, wow. What? I've passed that all the time. I've never yeah. looked up at this extraordinary yeah. building. Or even if it's not architecture, I feel like New Yorkers are so adept at doing amazing things in their windows. <laughs> Whether it's like political signs or for example like on valentine's day i finally looked up as i was walking to the subway and i saw i I just caught this office right before it shut its lights off someone had made a heart out of post-its and put it (laughs) in a window and i was like oh i'm really happy that i just decided randomly to look up crazy well why don't we go around and talk about so we talked about something that we've taken for granted or many things that we've taken what about someone that we've taken for granted. Is there mm. someone, it could be anybody, like a doorman on the street, it could be your yoga teacher, it could be someone in your family. Well, my doorman is named Jesus. I do not ha- take Jesus for granted. I mean, when Jesus <laughs> is taking care of you, you don't take for granted. Uh, no, but I, I have one of these, actually. Okay. Um, I, have, I have two. Um, I don't know if it's that interesting, but it is uh, the reason I am who I am. Uh, so when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I had two different English teachers. Um, and they both came from very different sides of how a person should be taught English and how they should be taught to write. Mm -hmm. And I am a writer. That's by the way, what I do. So, um, so one of them, Mr. Bernhardt, he was like this totally laid back guy. You played guitar in the classroom. Uh, you know, we always watched a lot of movies cause he just, uh, which just made it easier for him, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, and he apparently went to Vietnam and he was uh, plagued by a lot of Vietnam, uh, nightmares when he was, um, uh, you know, when he came mm-hmm. back and, uh, and he was very good to me and he treated me like an adult. He, he, um, and, but he, he loved my writing because it was wild and free. And he'd always say, listen, Sarah, don't, you know, don't worry. I'm making him sound like my dad. He didn't talk like my dad. That's how my dad talks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he say, Sarah, don't worry about the, the grammar. Don't worry about the spelling. Just get your ideas out. The ideas are what matter. You know, the ideas are, are what make writing great. Just don't worry about the other, the other stuff. And uh, so, you know, he, he set me free to write whatever I wanted to write. But then I had this other English teacher who was kind of like there was a battle between the, 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 these two English teachers. And this mm-hmm. other guy was Mr. Oslin. Now, I had a crush on Mr. Oslin. Mm-hmm. He was like 30 years old and he would wear leather pants. What? He had an earring. I think he might have been gay. I don't know. But I was, mm-hmm. I was hot for him. I just thought he was because he was. He was really good looking and really, you know, really young, obviously. <laughs> So, uh, and anyway, but, but he was very hardcore with grammar rules. He, he was like Chicago manual of style and he would mm-hmm. take, they could take a red pen to everything that wasn't 
spelled correctly and and he would say sorry you know your work is good but it's it's better if you if you understand the rules you you have to understand the rules before you break the rules you can't just go anyway so the two of them uh, actually made me a writer because mm-hmm. one person set me free that my ideas were good and the other one said, yeah, 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 ideas, fine. But you got to know how to write shit. You got mm-hmm. to gotta understand that it's, it, you can't just put this crap out here like this. It looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you have to edit. You have to understand that it's important how to write. And so um, at the time, again, I didn't understand that. I had no clue that that was uh, something valuable or, or anything like that. And then years later, when I heard about other people's stories about their horrible experiences... Oh, by the way, this was public school. I want to talk about things I took for granted. This was public school. I'm a proud proponent of public school, and that's what I meant to start with. Um, <laughs> that you that you have people like this who can teach you something from two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that that would be something uh, two people I took for granted at the time, and I didn't realize uh, the effect they would have on me because I still use both sides of my brain. You know, because when I write something, I set myself free first, and then I take the pen and I mm-hmm. I go to town on my work. Wow, and I edit the, the groundwork for your writing today. It, that's exa- mm-hmm. it is, that is my writing style. I like the the first thing I do is I, I'll go to a bar and I'll just write some shit down, and it's it's really nasty and messy and horrible. And then I come home and then I apply all the rules. Mm. So both men taught me something. Aww. Although I never had to have sex, I got to have sex with. <laughs> you never got to <laughs> to thank them properly. <laughs> it was, was the only one that I wanted to think in that way. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Aww. But now you're now you're grateful. Now you're uh, yes. So uh, the point is, I'm grateful for for no for the lessons that they taught me about writing because yeah. I wouldn't actually be a writer if it wasn't for those lessons. So mm-hmm. thank you, uh, Mr. Bernhard and Mr. Oslin, wherever you are. Nice. Now the whole world know like 15 <laughs> people know. About that. But anyway, if we could get these damn sponsors on board. Anyway, <laughs> any of you guys have someone that you think you took for granted? Um, I think I, I'm still working on it and I'm trying to atone for it. Um, but I definitely think, um, uh, my mother is my best friend and Mm. we're extremely close. I'm an only child and I have to say, Oh, I get a care package from her once a week. I love that. Still to this day, I am 40 years old and she still sends me and she even says, if they're annoying, I'll stop. But to be honest, and they're kind of annoying in a way, but the other side of me, I find them so damn charming and cute because half the box is newspapers that she sends me Mm -hmm. from our local paper back at home. And my favorite thing is that she circles things in red pen and puts arrows to be like, look here. If it it also has a sticky, that's a big deal. If there's a sticky Mm -hmm. tab coming out of one of them, I know definitely to look at that page. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, another box filled with, like, crap newspapers. Like, I I can get this online, you know? But Mm. I have to say, like, there is something so fun and adorable about, like, getting my little package. And then the other thing is she sends me food. (laughs) Like, I can afford my own food, but it's so cute that she sends me popcorn like microwave oh popcorn. She'll send me Wait, some microwave popcorn. Microwave that you popcorn. Can get here. <laughs> yes, that I can get here. She'll send me grits, like packages of grits in like a Ziploc bag. Oh my god. Um, oh, and it's man. just this cute little stuff which like We have so much in common. My mother does the same thing. I'm also an only child. And no, the care packages will be a pair of socks I left behind from my last visit. Oh, totally. I'll get uh, some shirt. granola bars. Totally. Yeah. It, like it's all this crazy yeah. shit and it's it doesn't mean anything. It's just she wants us to know that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I left it. Well, the post office now does this thing 
thing where it's like $9.99 and it's this big white box and you can pack it with as much stuff as you want and they don't do it by weight. Right. So It's just if it fits in the box. It bo- just it fits in yes. the box. So she, the box will weigh like 100 pounds but it fits in the box. Yep. So I get these white boxes and so now at the building I live in, the woman, the lovely lady who takes our mail and organizes it, she'll be like, another white box from Louisiana <laughs> because they come every week and it's just so every adorable. Week. Every It's almost every week. That's Can you, amazing. I mean, I can't think of anything I do right with that yeah. much regularity. Well, and she'll even say, "Did you get the box?" Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. And I'm Especially like, with but the post I feel office. so guilty because yeah, yeah. I'll be like, "Oh, I did get it two days ago, but I haven't opened it yet because I know what's in it. It's right. not like it's going to be a surprise." Oh, so she doesn't know if you've gotten it. Uh, like, okay, so what do you? Do? So you get the box. I get the box. Do you call her right away? No, it like sits in the foyer, and my okay. life goes on sometimes, which okay. I feel guilty that I didn't give it priority. And then, like on the weekends, I'll sit with the one or two boxes now that I've accumulated, <gasps> and I open them up, and I sit on my sofa with all the newspapers with the stickies and the circles. <laughs> And I'll go through it, and I'll be like, "Oh, look at all the priests in our town that have been charged of molestation." Oh, that was in this. Is that a sticky situation or a red a, circle well, situation? Was, I got that in this recent box. It was actually a printout because it ran in the paper, and you had to click here to get like the full list of priests. And so click she, here. so she like printed it out from like the local website, and then stapled it and highlighted the churches I attended. Oh my where goodness! The priests have now like come over. So I literally yesterday I sat on myself and I was like. Let's see, did father such and such yeah, like, oh, when, he, when I was at this church? Here's you know? what I suspected. So it's anything from like that to like obituaries, so circle that, or just an interesting article, like this dog needed a wheelchair and this lovely man <laughs> made him a doggy wheelchair. And she'll have that circled with like an arrow on it. Wow. I mean, so I think like, you know, it's, sometimes it's annoying to me and she, she'll even call and say like, should I stop? Is this annoying? Aww. And I'm like, you know what? Don't ever stop. No, like no. I kind of love it. Like I just, it makes me happy. and I, It you, makes her happy. You never know what's in the box. It's like a mystery box, you know, it's newspapers and probably wow. food, but what's in that, you know? Right. <laughs> could be. That gray zone. What if it's not? What if it's more than that? I know. <laughs> what else could be in there? A t-shirt oh, I left behind. If man. it's from Justin Timberlake, it's something else. I know. No. This, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> lame. Anyway, like, lame joke, I mean. So anyway, I think really I, I think I, I love that story. I love that story so much. So what would what do you think you would do if a week went by and you didn't get a box? Ooh. Well, I have to say that has happened where it's been like a week and a half or something, mm-hmm. and I and I do kind of miss it. And I go, what is she busy? <laughs> <laughs> Where's yeah, my she grits? She's married. She's got a job and works hard. Like she's a career woman that has her own. But like I, sometime we'll go by and I'm like, I don't think I've gotten. Red beans and rice are grits. I've taken a really long time in a box. Like, what's happening? Does she not care about a really me long time? Like, like a whole it's, week it's been and a half. like eight days. And like, how do I know who died in Louisiana without the obituary page for the, the Times Molesting or what church? What, yeah, what priest have been arrested? I don't know. What dogs get new wheelchairs? Red beans and rice. What I am know. I gonna do? I know. What am I gonna do? I, so I'm uh, appreciating those now. I love that. That That's the amazing. best one so far. That's I enjoy that. The best one. No, I, I can't. Yeah. It's Gosh. a hard one to follow. Come and on, though. You got to do it. You got to follow up. Pot, no, no, I mean, I don't. I, I honestly, like, this is more of a, like, a blanket one. But I, I have to say, I feel like I always form. I, I take for granted at every single job uh, the little repartee that you kind of form with the people you might get coffee from on your way in. Mm-hmm. I always, when I leave a job, wonder, I do the same dance. Should I tell this person that I'm going? Like goodbye? Yeah. Mm. Because then they probably do think. Where'd she go? Where did she go? Yeah. You know, because especially if they get to the point where they know your order. I mean, look, Mm -hmm. my order is not anything except like a medium hot coffee. But I appreciate that somebody knows it when I'm coming in or they're just, they kind of smile. They're like, 
you know, they, like, like maybe they asked the people before me in line what they needed, but they knew what I yeah. need. They're like medium hot coffee. And I'm like, yep. Thanks so much. <laughs> no, they actually do. I, I think they do remember you. I have had moments in my life in which I, I have left a job or left uh, a neighborhood or whatever. And mm-hmm. then, Months and months later, in a di- totally different neighborhood, I will run to the person who gave me my coffee and say, "Oh, what happened to you? Like, wh- oh. wh- 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 where you been?" Oh my god! So they do. They remember. So yeah. you should acknowledge it. In my yeah. opinion, you should because it is a connection. Well, I want to dovetail off of what Gabrielle was saying about the people every day. At the, the, like, yeah. I've lived here long enough in my neighborhood to run into the same people all oh, the yeah. time, whether it's the mom and pop deli mm-hmm. or or whatever it is. And it's actually funny, this came to mind yesterday. I was on my way to yoga and I go to this class regularly every Saturday, right? I've been going for years at this point and I'm like, wow, I've been very consistent with this class. And I walk and every single time I walk past a doorman and he's, he's older, he's, I, I, I want to say maybe 70s, late 70s, I don't know, but he, he's a doorman and he's always like, good morning, miss good morning, miss. And I'm like, Oh, good morning. And then later on it became good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. And I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's and right. We're going you know, up. you, you always have that feeling where you're like, is this guy creepy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, is he, is this, is this going to get weird? You know, am I going to have to cross the street and go, you know? Something? Yeah. But it's literally a couple doors right before um, I hit the gym. And, and, and so every Saturday, good morning, beautiful. And then I, and then like you said, when something goes away, you, you know, you don't realize it. And then I'm just like, one day, like somebody was filling in. I'm like, oh, I didn't get my good morning beautiful. <laughs> What's funny is yesterday I was running super late and um, I just timed things wrong and I, not super late, but like, you know, for, for a class, you, you know, it's like two or three minutes. You're like, oh, I'm going to walk in. Everybody's going to get started. And um, so I was running and then I just stopped to catch my breath a, a second. And then I started running again. And then he, I saw him, and he was tapping his watch, and he goes, "You're late today." Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're part of his tradition too. I'm part and of his. Yeah, he's all, yeah I, I, that's even better than being beautiful. That's just like he knows you. Yeah, you know? yeah, he knows. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know his name. He doesn't know mine. Actually, he maybe knows we what time your classes. He, he knows what time you usually get there, and he knows you're late. He, yeah. So I was like. Wow. I paying attention. Yeah. And like, I mean, I always sort of like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, that's nice, you know, but it actually, you know, when I, when that one day when somebody was filling in for him, I was like, oh, what's going on? And then yesterday when he was like, you're late, you're late, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, you're right. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Anyway. But, um, so stuff like that and definitely like the coffee people that you Mm -hmm. see already. I mean, and you just take for gr- granted the people who do make a difference when you're walking around just your neighborhood. Yeah. And they make you feel welcome and they make, you know, they, you don't realize how like a pleasant moment is actually kind of rare, you know, like yeah. a, like a, an actual interaction is kind of yeah. rare mm-hmm. and, and somebody caring about you is rare when they don't know you. So, I mean, just like mm-hmm. your coffee ladies. Well, yeah. and I, I had a, a doorman. Uh, so I do love my doorman, Jesus. He's a lovely person. He's mm-hmm. my friend. Shout out to Jesus. We love Jesus. Um, <laughs> but th- there was, a, there was a, a good like month-long period um, in which, uh, for some reason, I was doing my laundry at the same time that his break was, which is mm-hmm. around 6 p.m. And so he, I'd be in the laundry room, and he'd come in, and he just microwaved his food that his wife had made for him. Aww. And he'd be like, you want some Dominican chicken? I'm like, What? 
yeah, yeah, you want, you want this, you want this. And he would literally just take a hunk of chicken with his hands and throw it down on the, uh, on one of the washers. <laughs> yeah, you want that. It's good. It's delicious. But on the like, washer? Yeah, he would just slap uh, it down. A hunk of meat on a washer. Yeah, so but Ooh, I would eat it because no. I'd be like not capacing the washer. But 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 I but I would still eat it. You know, I'd be oh. like you know I'd be like well you know the man the man gave me salmonella and bleach. What's, what's but the point that? is like there was a there was about a month in which it seemed like every time I was doing my laundry he would be in there eating his his dinner and so I would I would have all sorts of things that his wife had made. Aww. Well now we got divorced. Uh-oh. And I'm gonna tell you something I don't get any more Dominican chicken and it makes me a little bit sad. Aww. Oh. It does. It makes me a little bit sad. Well, yeah. I'm sure. I kind of miss the chicken on, on the washer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He must be the person that like says hi to you when you first leave yeah. or come home. Oh, sometimes Jesus would be the only person that recognizes they got a haircut. Not even my guy oh. Mike will know I got a haircut, but Jesus will. Oh. And I think that's interesting. That yeah. is. He's observant. Dormen who love us. So we talked about something, someone. Okay. Is there some place that you've taken for granted? Oh. Is there is there a location, a home, a, a laundromat, whatever it is? Somebody else has to kick the kick this off because the place that I am not taking for granted is your bathroom. I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else can start. Hmm. I was just gonna say I live a block from Central Park, and I feel like I take that for granted. I mean, for a long time, I, uh, you know, I would. In the spring, I would like run out there and take my magazines and lay down in the grass and, you know, put in my headphones and listen to music and all that stuff. But after a while, you're like, yeah, you know, and, and I realize you get then suddenly the whole summer goes by and you don't go out there and mm-hmm. you're just like, I just want to go to Mexico. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just want to go somewhere far. I don't want to go <laughs> to the park again. Yeah. But. But every once in a while, like, especially when this fall came around, like I went back into the park because I was kind of like, I do want to see the fall leaves and things. And yeah. mm-hmm. and I go in there and it's magical. You just, yeah. the light shines through the leaves and you're just like, it's stunning. That's and this I've is the learned- same park. I go in the spring, in the summer, and it feels different every time. Yeah, I've learned, I've really worked hard to not take that for granted because I always did. Mm-hmm. And I live two blocks from it now. So mm-hmm. I go in there to exercise and... I'm there all the time, almost mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And what constantly surprises me, and I tell everyone this, you know when you see like movies of New York City and they go into Central Park, even like that movie Enchanted, mm-hmm. and they'll pass and there's like a juggler there and then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of kids playing and then there's a violinist and then there's a dancer mm-hmm. and then you go, you know, by the um, uh, the reservoir by the fountain there, Bethesda Fountain, mm-hmm. and there'll be like someone with a big bubble machine doing right. like bubble mm-hmm. things with the sticks and then a yoga class happening next to the top chi people and you're like this is so crazy but when you actually walk around in real new york city Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it is in Mm -hmm. fact i think it's even more than that i think it's even more kind of insanely magical where Mm -hmm. you'll walk down the literary walk and see that violinist and that dancer and the people on the drums and Mm -hmm. the bubble man and it's all very truthful i think Mm -hmm. i think you're i mean i was telling the story before we started recording as well as i I was just going to the grocery store across town, to the Korean grocery store, which is kind of a trip. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to walk through the park because I want to find the Mandarin duck that everybody's been writing about and talking about and Instagramming. And I was like, what is this crazy? This crazy duck looks amazing. Because he's beautiful. And as somebody who loves (laughs) to take photographs, I was like, I have got to, I I can't ignore this. I got to go. So I walked around the park and it took me like forever 
not because I didn't know where it was, because there were so many other things going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me listen to this opera singer who's right by Bethesda's, the Bethesda Fountain. And, um, and I was like, how has this woman not been discovered? Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go find this duck. Mm-hmm. And it took me, I mean, it took me forever to get to this duck. And then once I got to the duck, there was a billion people there and I was taking pictures with them. <laughs> the duck would swim across the lake and then we'd all go walking across. <laughs> it was a duck. But like, um, we, we, as New Yorkers or tourists together, we all joined together mm-hmm. and just walked back and forth monitoring this duck. But anyway, but like, these things, and then just a few steps away is the Woman Rink, which is mm-hmm. on Christmas cards everywhere. There, there's so many things happening in there. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I like accidentally walked into the zoo, and I'm like, we have a zoo. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't need the zoo today, but mm-hmm. all right. And then I walked out. Like, yeah, you could just spend the whole day running around in that park and have an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. So I think I regularly take it take for granted what the the park that's right there. Um, I was thinking, I think I took for granted, it's a location, but it's a time too. college, mm. uh, my mm-hmm. time in college. Yeah. I think, um, it was an amazing four years. I loved the school I went to. It was my first choice. I got in, um, number one, I didn't think I realized it would take me 20 years to pay off college. <laughs> so I wish I would have done so much more in those four years because it took me so long to pay it off. Number one. Right. But I think the second is that like, I think I wish I would have done a little bit more during my time in college. I mean, and I double majored. So it wasn't like Mm -hmm. I was just sitting around doing nothing. Like I worked the whole time and I did work study there and I worked there in the summertime. So my whole world was that campus. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I wish I would have done a little bit more. I'm not sure if it was burnout from high school because I was so involved with clubs and Mm -hmm. that whole world. Um, I was very active in high school. So when I got to college, I'm like, I'm doing classes. I'm focusing on that and I'm not doing a million extracurricular. Like I'm Mm -hmm. done. Um, but I don't know. I look back on that time and it was an amazing time, but I wish I would have even done more on that campus and taken Mm -hmm. more advantage of those four years Mm -hmm. to really explore everything the school offered. Um, so that's a time I would go back and wish I wouldn't take that for granted Mm -hmm. again, especially since it took me 20 years to pay it off (laughs) (laughs) and see. (laughs) Well, I, uh, the, the place that, uh, that I, I guess took for granted, um, and I think about it now because I've been, I've been doing a lot of redecorating and, uh, and so forth. So when I was growing up, my parents' house was a little bit weird. There were, um, it wasn't that big of a house, but there were tons of weird little hidden attic spaces. Hmm. They were insane. Like I was living in the house for five years and then I actually found a hidden, uh, doorway, which, hmm. which led me to a little hidden room. And, uh, Did your family build it? No. So this is previous. It was people yeah, then. it was previous people. And 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 the and the were they murderers? Well, okay, here's the weird <laughs> thing. So like I say, there actually technically were only two bedrooms upstairs and a den. Like technically that's all the rooms that were there for for sleeping. But there were uh there there were uh the previous owner had I think four daughters. And I'm like, where the fuck did these four daughters daughters live? Well, come in, to find in out the hidden in, in the hidden attic space. Yeah. Ooh, had to be. No. I mean had to fucking be. But the thing was, like, when I finally found all these hidden attic spaces, I thought, well, these are kind of cool. Like, so, but like, I, I especially this one particular attic space, l- later on, I thought, man, I could have made that to the coolest, like, most pot smokingest, yeah. most, yeah. most really fun teenage space ever. Like, I could have had, like, the, the, the greatest, most bizarre parties in some of these huh. hidden attic like spaces. Like, treehouse. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, my mm-hmm. own treehouse. 
And I, I never did that because I, like at the time I was just so, all I wanted to do was leave Whidbey Island. I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to get the hell off the island. I wanted to leave my parents. I wanted to leave everything. I wanted mm-hmm. to come to New York, London, any place but there. Where mm-hmm. is that? So Whidbey Island is about 40 minutes outside of Seattle and it's beautiful. Huh. By the way, people save for years just to visit. I mean, yeah. it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I definitely took that for granted. Just P.S. And you have to tune in to the Fat Man Titties episode of the broadcast podcast. You learn all about the inaugural Whidbey Island. Yes, yes, the inaugural episode. The pilot. Yes. So do you boat there from the mainland? Uh, you have to take a ferry. So it's like a 20 minute ferry. It's amazing. Yes. And it's, it's really, it's a stunning, stunning place. But for me, all I could think was I have got to leave this rock. You felt Mm -hmm. trapped. I did. I did. Mm -hmm. So not only did I not take advantage of the attic and and all the pot smoking possibilities, Mm -hmm. but just we'd be out in itself. I don't think Mm -hmm. I understood just how great it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I understood the community and everything, but I just, I was so desperate to, to come here to, yeah. to, to do something different. It's hard to know the value of things when you're a kid. That's you know? true. Is yeah. your family still there? No, they, uh, so oh, that's no a longer story. Back. No, I, I, and I feel bad about that because truth, truth be told, the people who are still there, they did help raise me. I mean, some of these people, like I would cut school and go hang out downtown and smoke cigarettes. And then I would realize, ah, oh, shit, I want to go back to Mr. Oslin's English class. <laughs> and I would just go, I would just go to the, the bookstore owner, Josh. I'd be like, listen, Josh, I cut school. Can you take me back for the English class? Kid, this is the last time. <laughs> you know, she'd put me in her truck. Like a little community. Exactly. Mm. And you could put that closed sign on the door, you Aww. know, or be back soon rather. <laughs> and, uh, and take me to school and like, don't do this again. And of course mm. I would do it again. <laughs> Wow. So it was that kind you of thing. You were already an outlaw back yes. then. Yes. <laughs> Compared to now. <laughs> well, I think to some degree we all take the everyday for granted, right? I mean, this is the hard part about just like loving your family, loving your, your partner, loving anybody is, is the ability to like, um, they, not let them disappear into the background in your mm-hmm. mind, you know, because they do become part of the background of your life and they become steady and, and just part of your like construct of reality in a lot of ways. So it's like, how do you appreciate them anew all the time? Like, it's just not a way that we're taught to think about people. And just, it, it's, it's a difficult thing to do unless you really dedicate a lot of effort to it. So I think that's part of, especially like when you're young, why it, it's hard to do because it's like, you're a superhero. You're a superhero. You're not aware that you're ever going to die. You're not aware that anything is ever going to be taken from you unless you kind of go through something crappy. And I went through, um, I got sick when I was 18. I was sick for like six years. So all through college. Um, and I feel like it's not like I've been through like terrible things, but I've, I've been through like enough since then where it's just like, Oh shit. Like all of this, that, that was definitely like a formative experience for me. Like having sort of like an autoimmune issue for like six years when you're 18, which is like when you're actually supposed to be abusing your body yeah. <laughs> instead of like having it sort of fail on you. So that is, that was like a huge shock. And I feel like, um, that definitely like opened my eyes to the idea of like, Hey, this shit is not promised to you. Mm. Like nothing is promised. Like nothing you thought that was going to be here always is going to be here. So Mm. like, and I'm not saying that I live my life in a way that, that really like celebrates that all the time. And I'd love to be that person that's just like, I'm present all the time in every moment. And you, you know, every day is a gift. That's not it. But it's more just like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking aware like that it's amazing. Like just moving from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I'm like, what is this amazing place? Are you kidding me? Like there's a, there is a bakery two doors down from me that puts people's faces on cookies. Like they pay you. I mean, it's $14 per cookie, but if that's a thing that you want, you can have it. You, you can, can have, have it. it. I think 
think I've seen that place. Yeah, no, I'm sure you have because they're oh. apparently very famous. Now that I follow their oh. Instagram, I'm like, oh shit, that's just the place I go for the five dollar cookies because those cookies are amazing. <laughs> Not the face cookies, but the, also the other cookies, and it just smells wonderful in there. But anyway, just to have that. Um, it's also hard to live in a place like this, like where you have Central Park in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a, a place every, that... Every pe- place is amazing. Yeah, it's a place that people strive to get to. and mm-hmm. But it's just so easily available to you. It's almost like, how do you not take that for granted? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that all of us here in New York on a regular basis are asked this question... Uh, what do you take for granted in that something's always closing, something's always shuttering. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, yeah. The, yeah, there was a bakery in Yorkville maybe mm-hmm. uh, three months ago that was mm-hmm. famous for their black and white cookies. They were apparently yep. the birthplace yep. of the yep. black and white cookie. And oh, you have to go and get the last original black and white cookie. Mm-hmm. And you know, nobody went there for years. Nobody gave <laughs> yeah, a shit yeah. for years, yeah. but now you got to go and get one. But now they're going to go away. Right. I, I, I know. Or the bookstores that closed down and you just kind of, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, we're saying movie theaters. Yes. All of our favorite little movie theaters are closing here. Yeah. Or overrun with mice. Sad. It's one or the other. Yeah, you're overrun with mice. Mm. But it's sad. No, it is. I think, I don't know. I think the more I go, the, the more I go along in life, the more I just try to remember like every single place is not a place that's not going to necessarily be here or you're not necessarily going to be yeah. here. You know, life can change so fast. So it's like, it's also an incredible burden to try to live in the opposite way where you just are always appreciating You're always all the like, time. I'm going to, it's delicious. Yeah, like, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. I can die tomorrow. Every day's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's also annoying. Like no one wants to be that person's roommate or, or no. their date or their any, even not, talk on the phone to them. But you know, it's just like, I think trying to strike a balance, just realizing like, this is a good day or this yeah. is a good view or this is a good, like, I, I, I think it's part of why I really love to ride my bike. Like it's a totally different way to experience mm-hmm. the city, even though I got lost three times on the way here. So <laughs> I was coming from the East side or the West side and you have to go through central park to do that. Uh, and I got lost, which is a wonderful ways. windy place. Yeah, no, it is a windy place. I was like, magical I, and how frustrating. did I start on 72nd street? And I ended up on the other side at 102nd. Um, but on the other hand, you're just like, I don't know. This is kind of amazing. It's amazing. There are bike mm-hmm. lanes that are built in here that allow me to just ride down the street. And it's amazing that like, I have this body that allows me to like ride my fucking bike, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, down, like I'm able to do this and that there's infrastructure built for me to do this mm-hmm. and that, you know, I can afford a bike and all this other, you know, shit, but it, and it sounds so corny and Pollyanna-ish, but there is just, there's a point I think when you're like, just like going downhill and like the sun, the, the winds in your, in your, on your face and, and you're just like feeling really free and wonderful and you're like zipping through a green light and you're like, I am living the fucking dream, man. (laughs) This is really fucking cool. And like, I, I felt that way recently. I had grad school all day, and then every, we had, like, a party at night. It was at Sid's, Sid Gold's request room, which is, like, live karaoke, like, live band, a live piano, and a live, like, oh, drummers wow. and a guitar. So, like, it's – so I, like, went to school all day, and then I went home to my awesome dog, and I took her out, and then I, like, rode my bike up to the live karaoke place, and then I, like, rode home down 2nd Avenue. And I remember having that feeling of just being, like, this is amazing. Like – Life's good. Life is a good – like, life is good. It might not always be like this, but, like, shit, man. Yeah, this is all right. Not until there's a blackout, right, Amanda? I mean, uh, <laughs> everybody's got their rosy story. I, I'm, gonna, no, I'm no, dealing I'm with a bloody buy, finger and gonna, a man who's going to burn in hell. I'm going to buy four candles on the way home. With my $100. I realized when you said that, I was like, I don't have any fucking candles. And a rotary yeah. phone. Like, I have no candles. <laughs> I have no way of, of, of lighting myself 
if that happens yeah. tomorrow. I know. If I it hope. happens tomorrow, we're all going to Sarah's house because she has a landline. Yeah. A Amen. Well, I do. And I have a, and a an party house. Box. I have a hurricane I box do. from my old days living in the South that I moved up here with, and I continually restock it with glow sticks. And a mm-hmm. radio that winds up. Mm-hmm. I am ready for a hurricane at any time. Oh, even in the state of New York, I do have a disaster That's box. That's adorable. Good. There was a high cabinet. There, yeah, there was. I actually brought it down for that hurricane. You're like, who's laughing now? <laughs> I, if you look, I still have tape marks on my window from the last Hurricane Irene. Yeah. Though the they first do come one, here, but I am ready. The first one that you know created yeah. panic while I've been oh, living. Oh God, I got a jar of pickles and some pepperoni. Non-hurricane weather. I know. Not Hurricane Sandy, but Hurricane Irene is when I get the yeah. electrical tape marks on my window. You see that? They don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to get those off. But anyway, yeah. big X marks on my window. Oh my God. Get the uh, Goo Gone. That'll work. Oh, yes. Goo Gone, right. Yep. Sponsor. Goo Gone. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know how much I would I use Goo Gone often? Like, I would love if Goo Gone was like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to Maybe I should call them. Goo Gone. I love, I love you guys. too, Goo Gone. Yeah. My clean windows. <laughs> Just a simple citrus scent. I, I sprayed a little bit of goo gone, and guess what? The goo the was stain gone. with the goo was gone. Gum, candle wax, really anything. Really anything <laughs> that responds to citrus oil. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to call goo gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can I say one last thing before we go? Yeah. I want to say something I'm grateful for. Yes, yes of course. Um, heading into the holiday season, because as cheesy as this is, as much as a lot of people hate this, but I, I actually am very happy about it. I love and I am grateful for the people who send me cheesy family holiday cards <laughs> that I'm going to be receiving Yay! over the next four weeks of my life. You're getting one from me, by the way I sent them. I love them. I know they're ridiculous, but as like, I do love getting like from all over the country, all my friends, and I get the little postcard from Shutterfly or Minted or something like yeah, that. That nobody's all, written on. No one's written on. There's yeah, no personal thing no whatsoever. Uh, you see all the little pictures of everybody in fall leaves. From our family to yours. And you turn on the other side and there's the family pets and it's just a really cute little thing but I love it because I feel like I don't really check my mail all, all that often yeah. I call, once every two weeks I check my mail my whole family makes fun of me but it's like mm-hmm. oh it feels like it's been about you 14 days you only check days. for the boxes well, the white boxes well that's yeah that's for that's the package area but like yeah, the actual little mail different. hole not for the bills the mail hole the mail hole I don't get mail anymore but during the, the next four weeks I will check almost every other day looking for my holiday cards oh because it makes me happy to get me too open them up I'm and so I see you. that and I don't even it's just really nice so I'm gonna start I'm sending for all those people that send me holiday cards Ah, oh, that's sweet I'm going to yeah. start sending you postcards when I travel. Aww. Yeah. I'll actually want one. It's really, because otherwise, like, when are you checking your mail every day? But in this case, I do. And I actually make a collage in my house on uh, my closet door. That's very of sweet. Of all the holiday cards you get. Aww. And it's really nice. So I'm grateful for that. That's great. In yeah. the next four weeks. I used to be kind of offended by the idea that people didn't actually write on the cards. Oh, I'm over that. But I don't mind anymore. I'm just no. like, thanks for thinking of I'm me. I'm happy That's to be considered nice. and, you know. Yeah. They send it over, and I see how big the kids are. It's like an Emmy Award. I, I move I'm a happy lot, to be so I'm yeah. super flattered when I get them, especially from people who haven't asked about <coughs> totally. my address change. They maybe asked my mom or yeah. somebody else. Or like, who figured oh. out the address. I know. Because so I move, nice. too, every couple of years, and like people have followed me address to address. Yeah, I'm, like, and I'm like, you mean out of your little book, you've scratched out my name. And, five and, times. And put in a new one, <laughs> all the different streets I've lived on. And I'm like, that took effort. Thanks, like, man. Thank you for that. You two are talking about me. This is what I do every year. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. So for everybody that sends them, 
in general, thank you. Thank and you. For the people that send them to me, I'm very grateful. Thank you, Card Sunday. I'm going to get your address after this. So <laughs> I'm going to start dialing it. I'm just going to take a picture of myself and be like, from our family do to you yours. Know. Oh, me and my fish. Yeah. yeah. I'll just be like, yeah. well, I thought about you. I'm like, do I send one with my cat or is that sad? I'm not sure. That, my my I think car it'd be last awesome. year was or just of your dog. Yeah. So so or just of your cat and then you flip it over and it's you. Yeah. She'd yeah. rock a Santa hat. So there, you yeah, yeah, there you if go. Yeah. If your cat wears headwear, I would absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Anybody else? What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, boy. I, yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I have stuff. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's just too lot. much. Well, I am thankful. So as you all know, my mom has moved back to America from yes. being in Finland for two years. And uh, so I'm going to be spending Christmas with her. Oh, excellent. And uh, I'm also thankful that she feels the same way as I do about Thanksgiving. I am not a fan and neither is she. And it's because she's Finnish. And it was not a big so part of our we have Thanksgiving, right? It's, it, it was just never a part of like mm-hmm. we didn't it, we didn't understand it. It didn't mm-hmm. make any sense. And oh. uh, I remember one year she she tried to do Thanksgiving. My dad's Canadian, by the way, so he has no business complaining. The man's dead now, so he's not complaining. Period. Mm. But uh, anyway, so there was one year in which, and they were on the the precipice of divorce, and uh, we were living in Honolulu at the time. It's not so easy to get turkey in Honolulu. Mm. Right. Uh, so she she had made some some what she thought was turkey. She found it from like you know how how because we lived on Kalakaua like we, we actually lived in the Hilton Hawaiian Village so oh. like so it, like we're like right in the the you know uh, touristy mm-hmm. area. Yeah. My mom didn't drive a car, so she had to get turkey from wherever she could get turkey. It's a spam loaf, maybe. Well, okay. So here's what it was. So she puts the turkey down, and my dad comes home, and he is just you know at the time he was fucking a stewardess. He was you know he was not exactly the best this father. Is such a holiday story. Yeah, but it is. Happy holidays, everyone. But it is. So, uh, so uh, my mom found this bizarre turkey-esque item at one of the local, you know, like a touristy shop, like a, like the ABC. We know about the ABC. Oh, the ABC store, yes. Uh, anyway, so my dad sits down and he looks at what's on his place, plate and he's like, this <laughs> is pressed turkey. <laughs> I fucking hate pressed turkey. Turkey. Oh my and god. And I didn't understand what press pressed yeah. what is I still pressed? don't understand what it is. Oh you know it. You know it. Do I? Yeah, is yeah, that you what totally cold cuts are? Uh, so kind he, of. It's go ahead, continue. I'll, we'll Google later. Okay. He he <laughs> gra- so he he grabs a fistful of the pressed turkey and he slams it against the sliding door oh. of, of the Hawaiian Hilton village <laughs> place oh. that we're at. Oh so he slaps. Look, and he's, he's just unnecessary. all of the pressed turkey that my mom purchased from whatever weird oh place she purchased God. in Rude. Waikiki. Right. And she made all this food, whatever. What did the stewardess make? She didn't even want to make it. <laughs> well, so, and so, and my, my dad just gets up and he, and he leaves and, um, and uh, he doesn't come back. And so uh, we eat the other food because the turkey oh, the is on the side on the window. Yes. yes. And, but the interesting thing was, uh, my mom left the turkey there. She just left it to be, uh, you know, jerkied in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. And, um, and then, uh, I don't know which day, maybe the day after the day after that, uh, we packed our bags and, oh, and, wow. and she was just like, you can take that turkey and <laughs> shove it up your ass. <laughs> wow. And that was that. And I mean, believe me, she came back to him back and forth. I mean, this wasn't the, like, there wasn't the only time that she left, but for that time we left Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know what happened with the dried turkey, but, uh, 
That's wow. what uh, the Native Americans actually say. <laughs> you can take this turkey. <laughs> was it pressed turkey? Yeah, <laughs> it probably was. It probably was. And shove it up your ass. <laughs> wow. So there we go. There's my lovely heartwarming. That's a fun story. But I tell you, I am grateful for my mother. So my point is, I'm grateful yeah. that she's back. I love that woman. She's got a great sense of humor. She's got some fucking balls on her. Yes. And I love her. So I'm grateful for her. Cheers. And and she has some fabulous old photos on airplanes yeah, and things. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, um, let's you know, see. I would say I think this year specifically, I'm very grateful. Even though she's a new human being, I'm very grateful for my niece, uh, who's just about four months old. Aw, fresh. Simply, yeah, so fresh in the world. Fresh out the oven. Fresh out the oven, and and fresh just like she's very sweet and very cute and what's been very cool is to see uh what she has done to the rest of our family like Mm. watching my sister become a mom and my brother-in-law and also like watching my mom become a grandmother and how it gives uh my mom and my sister and I something to have on like a text thread that we Mm -hmm. can kind of coo over together and also similarly like taking the focus off of me as a daughter and just putting Mm -hmm. it like all the focus I've heard about this before where like once a baby enters the family the focus goes on the baby and I'm like thank goodness wait until Christmas yeah like I am a hundred percent okay with that and you know in in a way it's sort of like um moves you to a different sort of order in the hierarchy of your family but it's a it's a change that I'm totally okay with I also feel like uh, you know, like this is the first year that I'm actually going to spend the Thanksgiving day itself with um, a really good family friend who um, he's like the partner of the actual family friend and his family's coming over from the UK for the first time for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I really, they've been partnered up for like 10 years now. And he's like, I really would love for you to meet. Would you please come? He asked me a year ago was like, would you please come to meet my family? And I was like, sure. So I'm going to do that and see my family on the weekend. But I know it doesn't even matter because the baby is really the whole point of the weekend. And, like, she's a good baby. She loves everybody. And she seems really happy. And, like, it's just nice to – there's, like, sort of this little – they're just, like, hopeful little creatures, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe – I don't know if they themselves feel hope, but they sort of signify hope to everybody else in the family. Yeah. What's the first name? uh, Autumn. Autumn. That's perfect. Yeah. Her sister loves fall. So Mm. it's a little on the nose. (laughs) Yeah. That's her name. Autumn Rose. Uh, And she's a cute, she's a cute little bean. And it's just kind of like, I think it's a nice thing to be able to sort of gather around, Mm. you know? Um, So I'm grateful for her. She seems like a cool kid so far. We'll see as she becomes more of a human, but um, uh, I don't always have like the easiest relationship with my family, even though I love them a lot. So it's nice to have this little uh, like cherubic thing that makes mm-hmm. everything a little bit easier. Maybe that's nice. why she's here. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Thanks, Autumn. Good looking out. Thanks, mm-hmm. Autumn. And thanks for this beautiful weather. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I think I'm thankful for very traditional things. I'm thankful for my family and everybody's health and uh, definitely thankful for my New York family, you know. Woohoo! Yeah, family definitely. You choose. The, yeah, the family you choose. I mean, I feel like I've had three f- Friendsgivings this weekend. Mm-hmm. This included. <laughs> this is kind of a Friendsgiving too. But you know, like when things get tough and hard, like you know, you could talk to your family. But it's so nice to have friends there to pick you up. Yeah, your friends are different. Yeah, or or even if like it's just like a like like when work ends you go and it's a whole different mm-hmm. life yeah and that exists because of the people around you and, mm-hmm. and the 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 situations that they create like yesterday it was kind of an unexpected uh friendsgiving 
um, a couple of neighbor friends were like, I was like, were we going to get together tonight? I don't know. Were we? Oh, uh, let's just grab some food. And yeah, okay, yeah, let's do this. Like, it was it was a little haphazard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be fun. And I, I, so I, I was going to the Korean market, like I said, and I, so I was like, I can't make dumplings in time, so I'll buy some. So I bought a couple, and I was like, I'm, I'm running with these. And they're like, oh, well, we don't know what we're going to bring. Maybe we'll just order Thai food. We go, and I go, and, um, and my friend brought, she went to Citarella, which is a, a, a fancy market here in, in, in Manhattan on the Upper West Side anyway. Um, and she bought like, a, you know, kind of a larger chicken that looks like a turkey. Mm-hmm. She bought all the sides. Like they were all packaged, already cooked, already yeah. made. She nuked all of it, put it on a platter. And she's like, look at that. Thanksgiving in 30 minutes. Yep. And, <laughs> and there was like uh, one, two, three, four of us and her daughter. Mm-hmm. We gathered around a table Laid out my dumplings with kimchi, mm. <laughs> ate those, and then we transitioned into a lovely Thanksgiving chicken dinner. Mm. And then we all just like laughed and talked, and it became like sort of this impromptu Thanksgiving. And that kind of thing happens all the time in New York anyway. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it happens yeah. ev- everywhere if you have a great group of friends. And I feel like I'm lucky in that I have a lot of great friends in New York City, including you guys. And and it's all these different things. I mean, Sara, you have amazing parties. You bring us together. You make yep. us it, play like mystery games, which is also oh, like an event. So like uh, the, uh, what was it? The New Orleans game we, mystery. We did, we did a Mardi Gras. It was a Mardi Gras. And I made sure it was on Tuesday. I made sure. I <laughs> there. And we had a murder mystery Murder night. mystery. Ooh. And we all were characters. We had to play and, the and voices. And I made jambalaya. I made bread, beans, and rice. Ah. I did the whole thing. But like... You know, like those things happen because you invented it. Like we didn't have to go to a club or a bar, you know, because I go to the clubs a lot, um, or a <laughs> bar or or find, you know, some kind of event. Like I have all these creative friends who make it up yep. for, yeah. for me and, and, and we create this moment. And so anyway, all of the these cool moments in life happen mm-hmm. because of these friendships. So I'm thankful for that. Well, and I always think, by the way, that um, I think it's absurd when people chase the cool club because maybe I'm just arrogant, but I think wherever we are yeah, is the cool place. No, it's true. Well, I refuse to stand in line. Right. Well, I do not want to stand in line in the cold. I always, the I always consider it a very, a hidden unnamed cost of the rent is the quality of people that you find in New York. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the, the creativity, the spontaneity, the willingness. People always paint New Yorkers to be really closed off, but I don't, find that to be oh I disagree entirely Uh, I find that you'll find people who are willing to help you willing to be open Mm -hmm. to you willing to like go along with your crazy idea whatever it is Mm -hmm. actually science experiment the city yeah actually even be even more than that like I I find that like all you have to be doing is waiting what I would say in line but New Yorkers say online for like (laughs) you know like 30 seconds and somebody will turn to you and slap you on the on, on the shoulder and say ugh can you believe this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you start talking and, yeah. and that's it. And that, and a conversation has begun and, yeah. and they'll tell you anything. Yeah. And I mean, and this is one reason I'm kind of sad that, um, people buy so much online these days because a lot of my little, like little cheap stores I used to go to buy a pair of socks or buy, you know, a cheap shirt or something. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all closing because yeah. they can't afford the rent. Mm-hmm. But these are the stores that you would go into and you literally have women, I call them Connies, and they come in, do I look fat in this? I don't know. What, what, what do you think oh, about me in this? Why do you yeah. call them Connies? Because, I don't know, it's just Connie. It just means like yeah. it's a Connie. I don't know okay. why I call them Connies. Um, but, like, you know, these, these women, that would they, they would want to have a conversation yeah. while they were buying their outfit, and oh, they would want to yeah. talk to you, and they would yeah. want and they want that connection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sad that that's going away with online shopping. I, I miss the Connies, is what I'm saying. I miss mm-hmm. the Connies. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I was going to say one of the things that I take for Thank granted for is Macy's. There we go. <laughs> and and oh, by, yeah. by that, I just mean 
stores, retail stores, right. and right. how we don't visit I anymore. I even shop for Macy's online now. Yeah. I do everything online with Macy's because I have a card with them. And mm-hmm. so they, it, I have to say it's so easy because I figure, I even bought multiple sizes in a recent thing that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Return the two sizes. Just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally easy peasy. Yeah, it's like right. your bedroom becomes the dressing room. It, it totally does. But yeah. then and you it's see. it's because I'm too damn lazy to go down 12 blocks from my right. apartment, 13 blocks. I mean, we're not talking far away. Right. And it's just easier. Yeah. To and, I mean, and that's affecting all the mom and pop shops. And mm-hmm. the, anyway, it's a chain reaction. Yeah. So, Quite literally. Yeah. So that, I was going to say that earlier, too, is that's one of the things I'm, I take for granted are the just brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, fair enough. And like the little niche stores, the number of, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I have like a, you know, like a, there's so many bakeries near where yeah. I live now and they each kind of specialize in a different thing. And there's a hat, I mean, a hat shop. Yeah. How many hats do you buy in your life? I know. <laughs> it, it's but like a know, mattress store. Like how do these people pay Well, that mattress rent? firm is closing down because there was too many goddamn mattress firms. <laughs> you know what's weird? A Nordstrom is opening around the corner from me though. Oh, right. Like a massive department store. And the men's side has already opened. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it's been doing well. I see people in there all the time, but they're building a huge just women's Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in this day and age, to build a department That's store ballsy. from yeah. scratch, like they literally That's tore confidence. down the buildings there and they're mm-hmm. building a whole new structure. Well, Nordstrom's that place where you can return anything. You know, time, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're famous for returns. The like, there was a story in San Francisco where a guy took, like, a spare tire into the store and demanded a refund, and he got one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're building a massive store here in New York City, and it's, yeah. I think it's very impressive in this day and age that they're well, like, we're going to build a giant freaking murder school. We're good. You know? well, and Neiman Marcus is also coming to the city, which it's never done before, which mm. is odd. Wow. It's coming now. Yeah, to Hudson Yards. Strange. Yeah. By the way, I will end my uh, contribution to this podcast with, uh, I had forgotten that I am grateful. My first job ever, I ever did, and I think it was illegal because I was 15, and I don't think that's a legal age in which to work. Yeah, on the state, but probably not yet. Yeah, it was Washington State, so I'm going to go ahead and say no, it mm-hmm. was not legal, but mm-hmm. I stocked pantyhose at Nordstrom, <laughs> and it was in the university district. It was in, oh, in, 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 in it's 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 the it's this really cool part of Seattle um and uh it's full of like used clothing stores and record stores and it's just really fun and and also a lot of movie theaters we were talking how much we miss good movie theaters Mm -hmm. anyway so my whole job was to stock pantyhose no Mm -hmm. fucking joke that's all I did I stocked pantyhose in the basement oh stock I thought you said like stock just like, like creeper, S-T- like and I'm like, how are you stalking? No, I had. She was standing behind the stand. How is the story gonna turn to where she's like watching pantyhose? Yeah. No, I had. I had to. I had to work on it. Got it. Got it. I had to wrong spelling of where will it go? But the great thing was that because nobody knew where the hell I was because I was in the basement, what I would do is uh, Seattle has all these wonderful old school movie theaters, and one of which is called the Neptune, and it's in the U District. And the Neptune has these great double features. So you might have, like, for example, I'm a huge David Bowie fan. So the double feature might be um, The Hunger and The Men Who Fell to Earth. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it'll be like a, like a combo double feature that just totally makes sense. I would literally just walk out the door go see a double feature so we're looking at four and a half hours there mm-hmm. come back and be like yeah i've been here the whole time <laughs> stuck in pantyhose, wow. stuck in pantyhose. eight hours, hours. Oh. eight hours <laughs> yeah so um wow. thank you nordstrom <laughs> great nordstrom. for you 
Wow. Is it possible to get a sponsorship from Nordstrom <laughs> at this point if we well, have that? A new is. store on 57th Street coming yeah. to yeah. 2019. Maybe. Well, I, I've loved all of these stories. I think it's so appropriate for any day of the week, but I, Thanksgiving is also very appropriate. I'm thankful for all of you guys in this podcast. And I say we uh, we toast. Yes. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Everybody. What a great podcast this has been. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you. And Thank you. happy Thanksgiving all. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>